It's the Ultra Keeper Fantasy Football League, the podcast. With the commish, Nick Fondo, and four-time UFFL champion, Corey Duga. Yeah, so it turns out that last episode was not the final episode. Yeah, so like I don't care if anybody listens. Like I'm done. Like it doesn't matter anymore. Like because nobody's listening and that's fine. We're just doing our thing, man. It's not about who's listening and who's not listening and trying to get people to listen. We're just doing our thing. Yeah. And whoever's gonna listen is gonna listen. We'll post it to Spotify. We'll post it to iTunes. We'll post it to uh, the league page. Uh, we'll share it. I'll share it on Twitter and Instagram and. You know, we'll get ten listeners, and that's fine. If we we're just if we quit, everyone wins, especially Aaron. Aaron's gonna win more than anyone. He will not commit the thirty minutes. Yeah, Aaron's full of shit. I don't have thirty six minutes to bullshit. Like, like people act like they're so fucking busy. Like, like oh, I don't, I don't have thirty six minutes to commit to this. Fuck you. Like seriously, like are you that busy? Like nobody's that busy. Like I'm busy as fuck. I got shit going on. I got thirty minutes. Like I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, I listen to million dollars a game, million dollars worth of game. I listen to part of my take. Like I listen to podcasts all the time. Like I, I'm busy. Everybody's yeah. busy. I don't have 36 minutes. I'm like, yeah, you just don't want to listen to it. It's fine. You don't have to listen to it. But don't give me this bullshit. Like I don't have, I don't have 30 minutes to listen to it. You got 30 minutes. You can listen to it if you wanted to. You just don't want to, and that's fine. Who gives a shit? But fuck off with this. I don't have 30 minutes. I don't, I don't have 30 minutes to commit to listening. Get the fuck out of here with yeah, that shit. Yeah, he's. He can do plenty of things in 30 minutes or under. I mean, he has two children. I didn't mean to get off on such a negative tangent and rant in a week that I won. I won I won this week, and not only did I win this week, I beat Aaron. So, like, I, I, you know, I don't have anything negative towards Aaron. I just whipped his ass 114-80, to 80 and I moved to 2-1 and one in fantasy. Um, the first time that I ever see these scores is right now. Like, seriously, I did not look... At the scores, and I never do. I what I do is on on Sunday night, I look at my team and I see how many points I need. And then on Monday, I just watch the Monday night game. And then on Tuesday morning, I wake up and I just look through all my leagues and look at the rankings, look at the standings, see where I am in all my leagues. That's how that's how I do it. I don't look at the score. I don't know who played who and and who won what. So let's get into uh, this previous week's games we will start with a chuck and mike mike picked up his first win of the season chuck picked up his first uffl loss his first loss in his entire uh fantasy football career here with our with our league loses to mike um i don't know not a whole lot of uh interesting things to talk about in this game i you know i guess it's just a standard fantasy football game between two Really, teams that, in my opinion, just kind of have no chance to do anything special. Yeah, this, like you said, Chuck's team is just boring. And I'm proud of Mike. You know, Mike stepped up to the plate and he established a dominance that I spoke of last week. I think it's more of Chuck sucking worse than Mike sucks this week. One player I want to ask you about from this game, Noah Fant. Is Mike's tight end, God, and uh, he had four point six. Not not his best game uh, of the season, but the first two games of the season, he did really well. I think he had kind of positioned himself to be one of the top tight ends in the league. What, what's your 
What's your overall opinion on Noah Fant moving forward? Where do you see him? The Broncos kind of suck. He kind of seems like he might be their only offensive weapon right now. Where, where do you kind of see him ranking in the tight ends? Yeah, Noah Fant was we- doing well when Drew Locke was throwing the ball. Now it's hell if I know the backup in Denver. I think they're on their third quarterback. I don't know. I don't care. It's he's he's got Noah Fant because George Kittle is out, and that's probably the. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Noah Fant. He's got some upside but yeah i don't i don't know Noah fan is not somebody that i'd be excited to have on my roster uh chuck chuck's team is is really not not terrible um he has dk metcalf he has miles sanders uh devin singletary who was on his bench also kareem hunt for a second week in a row uh speaking about kareem hunt are, are browns running backs must starts now i mean both he and chubb had double digits they're putting up numbers every single week. I mean, if you have Chubb and Hunt, which uh, Zane has Chubb, I, at this point, I think I'm starting them every week. Yeah, something's going on with Baker Mayfield. He just does not look comfortable in the pocket throwing the ball. He's got two great receivers and a really good tight end. But, yeah, they're riding that two-headed monster of Kareem Hunt and Chubb. And, yeah, I don't think it matters who who starts. It's you got to play both running backs at this point because they're just – putting up some fantastic numbers. Chuck's in a tough spot because he has Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders. I mean, those are his top two. You know, he, one of his one, one of them is his keeper. The other one was his first-round pick. So you kind of got to play those guys. But you got Kareem Hunt on the bench who's doing uh, what he's been doing. I, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know who you bench there. I don't know how you – you feel comfortable about benching Drake or Sanders for Hunt, but at this point, I'm I'm figuring out a way to get Hunt in the game without the flex. That's what makes this league so difficult. Without the flex, you can't you, you can't play the three running backs. You have to take one of those power guys out to, to put Hunt in. So uh, I don't know. I'll see what he I'll see what he does, but I I think he's got to figure out a way to play Hunt. Maybe trade one of those guys. Maybe trade Drake or Sanders. He could probably get a lot for one of those guys, and he can move Hunt in there. I don't know what he's gonna do. Right. But. Next one, Derek playing Chris. Derek wins 139 to 111. Chris, who was at the top of the league as of last week, picks up his first loss. And uh, Derek's team, who we both really like. I mean, it looks like Alvin Kamara is just back to the form that we thought he was going to be in for the rest of his career. He kind of fell off of that a little bit last year and the saints are struggling, but Kamara seems to be putting up big numbers and, and he's the guy that's, that's carrying Derek to, uh, to the success that he's having so far this year. Yeah. So Marvin, Marvin Jones had a kind of a quiet game. He was the man in Detroit now with Kenny. Is it Galladay? 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 I don't know his name. I don't care. I don't know. You mispronounce, you mispronounce everybody's yeah. name anyway. So just call him whatever you want. So we'll figure it out. So Kenny, Gala Gale Gale Day had a great game. And um yeah, he's you know, Derek's got a good team. And Dak Prescott is playing his ass off. You know, he could definitely use some help at the running back position. Michael Thomas is on his bench, hopefully he comes back. So yeah, he's Derek's got a strong team. I think that Michael Thomas being out definitely is definitely hurt him. But yeah, you can't not but not this week. He he handled business. I still like Chris's team. He got zero from DJ Chark. I don't know if uh, his receivers are, are kind of suspect. Julian Edelman and Adam Thielen, uh, you know, Jewish white guy receivers 
to have two of them on your team, yeah. that's just a, an, an interesting decision for him to go uh, to go with that. Yeah. And you picked Chris this week. I picked Derek. Uh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, okay, the next one is Zane against Ryan Dice. Upset of the century and not even close. Uh, Ryan Dice wins. He starts uh, Gardner Minshew, who only gave him nine points. And uh, Brady had 29. Burrow had 24. But he starts Minshew, gives him nine points, and he still wins uh, pretty much on the back of Mike Evans's two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. I always love that. That's the old... The old Jerome Bettis line from many years ago where he had like three carries for two yards and three touchdowns. Like he was just – he had no no yardage at all. And uh, Jonathan Taylor's looking good. So, I don't know, man. Are you prepared to uh, maybe make a make a revision on your never-going-to-pick Ryan, uh, no. Ryan pick? 26 points, from the Col- 26 points from the Colts defense? I mean, that's not going to do it for you? No, it's hilarious that – he started Gardner Minshew on a Thursday, which is your least favorite day. And you look at his bench and you see Tom Brady with nearly 30 points and Joe Burrow with nearly 25 points. If <laughs> he just can't seem to, I mean, guard, I would not start Gardner Minshew over Tom Brady in any league. And especially, I mean, I don't care if it's Miami, you got to go with, with a quarterback and, I mean, you go with Gardner Minshew. He has no clue what he's doing, and especially on a Thursday night, oh. like thir- a Thursday night, Thursday night Gardner Minshew start when you got Brady on your bench. It's just and Joe Burrow, who's showing signs of just being a really good quarterback. I mean, that was that made my Thursday. It was just a laugh. I had a good giggle. So good job, yeah. Good so job you, on the it, win, and and good so, job on starting Gardner Minshew. So if you're me and you're looking at it and you're like. Man, like you start Gardner Minshew, like clearly you're just like fucking around, right? Like you're just at, at this point, you're just like doing crazy shit for attention or for people to start talking about. Oh, look at that! He started Gardner Minshew. You know, it's like he's trying to be cute. Is that what? Yeah, he's trying to be cute. Exactly. You're exactly right. That's exactly what I was getting at. And so, you know, I don't, I don't know if I really like that. But on, on the other hand, he picks up a win. Uh, this this week and man, if you're Zane and you lose this one, I mean you you couldn't even put up a hundred points. Uh, you barely got uh, you didn't even get ninety points actually, and and losing to Ryan, I mean that's just got to be that's got to be maybe the dagger in your season. Yeah, that's it's hard to come back from zero and three. And at this point, you're looking at your lineup and you're saying, all right, these guys are my starters for next year, or you start doing some some trades. You got to figure it out. I think he put a lot on Melvin Gordon being whom you know being a great running back that he that he typically is in fantasy and Melvin Gordon is just not doing it and so he's he's just spiraling at this point. Yeah, it's I don't like where my team is. I don't like what it's doing, but if I were 0 and 3 right now like sitting 3 weeks in at 0 and 3, the only 0 and 3 team like it's over. Like it, you just know like you're just looking at the teams that are up there. I mean you're looking at your team and Chris's team and my team all there at 2 and 1. And, and Eric's team is good. Derek's team is good. Like, and you're zero and three. Like, there's just no chance. Like, those teams, those top five teams are just too powerful and too strong for that team that's zero and three that's not scoring any points 
to make a run. So it's just, I, I again, I don't have any confidence in my team. I'm not saying that my team is good. I don't think my team has any chance to win this year. But I am 2-1, and one, and so, you know, things can happen. If I were 0-3, I would just be ready to end it, man. Yeah, and you have Darren Waller, who's, you know, we talked about last week. You talked about how he's turning into being one of the best tight ends in the game, and then he just basically lays a goose egg. So even if he tries to trade him, there's some red flags like, oh, he can go, he can have a game where he scores nothing. So that's just, that's got to be very tough to have that tight end just sitting there as your potential trade chip that is just put up almost a goose egg this week. Yeah, just doesn't have that guy that he can count on. And, you know, I I talked about it with my team, and we're going to get to my game next, Uh, you know, having Saquon Barkley, and now he's out for the year, so I don't really have that guy that I can count on. But uh, we'll transition now talking about uh, the game between me and Aaron. I win 114-80. to Wasn't really close, but Josh Allen, man, he is just doing it every single week. And, and, you know, five touchdowns, uh, 300 yards. I mean, he's just – he's becoming – in the conversation with Mahomes and Wilson and Lamar Jackson as must-start guys. And I'm not saying that he's that good, but, like, there's no way you don't start Josh Allen right. now. Like, he's he's in that top-tier that top tier quarterback fan, fantasy-wise, not 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 game-wise. not I don't want to build my – I don't know if I want to build my team around him. I don't know if I want the Saints, you know, mortgaging the future to, to bring Josh Allen in. But fantasy-wise, man, he's putting up numbers, and he's tough. He he got he got two personal foul penalties. I watched the whole Bills game, by the way. He had two personal foul penalties. Like he's he's just tough nosed. And right now, like he's carrying my team. If I have a chance, it's gonna be because of Josh Allen. If you don't have Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, or now you're looking at you know Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. But if, if you don't have some of the top the top two or three quarterbacks, you just need somebody that's gonna go out there consistently every week and put up 20, 30 points. And Josh Allen's that guy. I mean, he's I mean, he almost put up forty. Every week, just put out good, consistent numbers. He has a good offense. He's got good weapons. Yeah, Josh Allen, man, that was a great find for you later in the draft. I'm looking at him in other leagues. Like, how could I trade for him? But no one's going to trade me for him because he's one of the top five quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just a guy that I liked, a guy that I targeted. He was the guy that was going late enough in the later rounds, the rounds that I was hoping to get a quarterback in six, seven, eight. In all, in all my drafts, that's kind of where he went. And by that time, you know, I have all my receivers. I have all my running backs. I'm I, In some of the leagues, I'm even starting to build depth. In one of the leagues that I took Josh Allen, he's actually my backup because I drafted Kyler Murray. So it's like oh, wow. it, he's just in that he's in those, in, that, in those rounds that I feel comfortable drafting quarterbacks. If I'm not going to get Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and I'm talking about in, in you know, in redraft leaders, not obviously those guys are all kept in our, in our league, but – if I'm doing a redraft and I'm not getting Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, or Russell Wilson, if I'm not getting those three guys, and in years past you had you know Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, and even years before right. that where you had uh, Peyton Manning and Kurt Warner and those guys, I mean we were talking about years ago, but if, if I'm not getting those top two or three guys, I, I'm fine taking a Josh Allen or you know somebody like that later on. So and that's and it's paying off. It's pays it it rarely pays off. You rarely get a guy. In those later rounds, that ends up being that that top tier guy, but it seems like that's what Josh Allen's going to be. So, uh, I don't know. I'm riding him. I'm riding him to whatever the fuck he's going to give me this year. If, I'm either going to ride him to the promised land, or I'm going to ride him to you know six and ten. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what's about to happen. But. Aaron's team, real quick. Kyler Murray still gave him 25 points. I, I still I still like Aaron's team 
to be in the hunt. I, I don't know if he's in that top tier of teams. I think right now I, I put the top tier at your team. I like Chris's team. I like Derek's team. I like that'd be the, like my top three. And then in that second tier would be my team, Aaron's team and Eric's team. I think those are the, that's kind of where I have everybody in the power rankings or whatever. Um, so I, I, I like Aaron to be in that hunt for the playoffs. I don't know if he has what it takes to, uh, to be a contender, but anyway, I, I still like what, what his team has and some of the pieces, Ezekiel Elliott and players like that. He has players that are going to be consistent. I think he's going to be there. All year long. Yeah. I don't know. He's, uh, he's got some issues with his wide receivers. When you're a two win team, and you only put up 80 points, that's got to hurt. Yeah, he's starting Jarvis Landry, T.Y. Hilton, and Russell Gage on his bench, A.J. Brown, and... Uh, that's that's it. Sterling Shepard's like on IR. Sterling Shepard. No, Sterling Shepard's on his IR. So, yeah, the receivers, that's not that's not going to win. That's that's not a receiving core that is, is going to compete for a championship. Looking at... Uh, looking over on my, on my roster, though, I have Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Tyreek Hill... Now, Keenan Allen had a good game. He's been down. Galladay was one of my keepers. He played in his first game. I'm surprised you started him, by the way. Yeah, I'm surprised too. I was gonna go with uh, I was gonna go with Brandon Cooks, but you know, in in this league, you have to start three receivers, and he's my keeper. And so I've, I've been waiting. He missed the first two weeks. I finally got to start him, and he had a good game. So if if those guys can play, if Keenan Allen and Kenny Galladay can play up to what we expect them to do or what they've been known to do and over their careers. Like, I don't know, man, I got a good, a decent game from David Johnson. I got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Now he's my horse. Like I'm obviously I miss Saquon Barkley. I, I would like to have him in there, but without him, I still think my team is kind of built, especially with Josh Allen. Now, one thing I, I do need to get rid of is this fucking terrible saints defense. Oh my God. They might be, it might, I mean, it could, it could be the worst. It could be the worst defense. In the history of the world, I mean, they can't. I mean, they can't stop anything. They can't stop the run. They, well, they they do good against the run, yes. but they cannot stop the pass. Nope. They cannot stop a boot a bootleg. They can't. I mean, if you just if you just run that same little play that Aaron Rodgers ran to, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know. They have the Packers have like eight tight ends, and they all caught a ten to fifteen yard whatever. But I, I got to get rid of the Saints defense. But if I do that, I can pick up any defense in the league, and it'll be better than the Saints defense right now. So <laughs> I don't know. I like my team. Not a Saints podcast. Moving on to your uh, your game, which was uh, the game of the week. Now, game of the week is weird because, like I said, I don't really follow any games except for mine. So every week, my game is the game of the week for me. It's the only game I follow. But uh, but going into last night, you were I knew you were nervous. You were texting about your game, and you know it was Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson. Mahomes went off about Dude. as as going. Going off in our league for a quarterback is anything over 30 points, and Mahomes had 48. So, like, that's next level going off. And you were worried about it all day long, and you squeaked out a win 123 to 118. You moved the 2-1. and one. Yeah, I was watching this game sick the entire game. Patrick Mahomes was – I I think I had going into the game, it was like an 88 to I, – I was like a 40-point lead. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to lose this game. And then the games just started happening. And Lamar Jackson was just not doing anything. He was running the ball, but he couldn't pass it. Nobody could catch. Um, Mark Andrews dropped a couple of 
wide open passes, hit his hands. He dropped one in the end zone. Man, it just was killing me the entire game. And watching Patrick Mahomes just continually just the points just kept on coming and coming. And it got so close to the point where Lamar Jackson scored a touchdown that I finally could breathe. I was like, okay, great. I mean, it's a it should not have been a five-point game, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. I mean, 48 points versus Lamar Jackson's 16 is just, oh my gosh, it, it, about, it about killed me. But I will tell you, I'm very high on James Robinson. He's a guy that I picked up week one. And he's been a saving grace for me. He's putting up great numbers in Jacksonville with Christian McCaffrey out. I'll have a good problem starting next week when James Robinson is in my starting lineup. But I also have Mostert on my bench. And I've got McCaffrey coming back. And Mike Davis. I mean, he put up decent numbers in McCaffrey's space. I've got I've got depth. I mean, we, we, and we also dissed on Drew Brees. But... As a backup, he's still he's losing games, but Drew Brees is still putting up numbers, so I'm still I still feel okay. I'm I'm feeling good about my team. Debo Samuel is going to be coming back soon. I I feel good about where I sit as far as depth. I agree with you. I I I mean I, I look at I looking at your team and I, I it's it's really strong. I mean if, to to think that you have this team and McCaffrey's out like yeah. If if you put McCaffrey with the team that you already have, like it's, it's 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 the, it's the favorite, you know. So I mean, as much as I like, I don't don't get me wrong. Like anybody who's listening to this, I don't want you to mistake this to think that I like what's happening here. Like I'm not a fan of this. I don't I don't want it to be this way. But it sure looks like um, your team's not going to lose many games, and I think you'll you'll probably you'll probably be in the playoffs. I mean. The receivers, Allen Robinson, Steven Diggs, and Calvin Ridley. If you look at what the Falcons are doing and Calvin Ridley's role in that offense, he seems to be the primary target. Right. He seems to be like he's taken over the the Julio Jones. Uh, uh, Julio Jones has been for for many years, and I don't know if that's what the Falcons are doing. I don't know if that's a, a, a testament to Julio Jones and maybe him being on the tail end. Um, I still think Julio Jones has a lot of value, but. At this point, for me, Calvin Ridley is the more valuable start, and uh, I have him. In, I have Calvin Ridley in every league except for for this league. I was really high on Calvin Ridley as uh, as I stated on the podcast, and uh, and I think he's going to be uh, a key to your team. So uh, I like your team. I, I, looking over at Eric's team, I, I like I like a lot of what's going on there. Obviously, Mahomes is um, he's on another planet right now. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get you the points that you need, and you know not only is he the number one fantasy quarterback, he's the number one quarterback in the league, and there's not a lot of times where that happens. You know, sometimes the guy who scores the most points is not really the best guy, but Mahomes is is awesome, man. He's he's something that I've never seen before. It, it, there's no way I could have ever predicted that he would be as good as he is. I don't think you know anybody could have, and he he's. He's a phenomenal player. He's really fun to watch. And and so he's on Eric's team. He's at the top there. And, and you know, James Conner had a good game. His receivers, uh, not that great. Nikhil Harry, who I still think is going to have a good season. Uh, Juju, I think, is going to uh, to start picking it up as he gets uh, gets back into the, in the fold with, with Ben. Uh, aside from that, you know, I, I, I just I, – I, ha- I have him notched down in that – 
in that second tier of teams. I think he's going to compete. He's going to be there. I think we're going to be battling for that fourth spot. You know, I think I think the top of the league is is clear who it is. I think the the next three are going to be battling it, and I think the 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 other four are going to have a tough time. They're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to change some things up if they're going to make a run. I don't think anybody's out of it except for Zane. I think Zane's done. Like, uh, just mark it down now. Zane's team is is out. Like, they have, Zane's team has no chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. At 0-3, in week 3, 0-3, he's done. It's over. But everybody else, I think, has a chance. Even Ryan's team at 1-2, as, as bad as it is, I think has a chance if he would make the right moves start taking it serious, playing the right players, and, and and doing things. I think he has a chance. Zane has no chance. Everybody else is still in it. But I just think that the, the tier of the league is kind of – I think we kind of know – we could kind of predict who's going to be there at the end. Yeah. You know, Eric's got some serious holes in his team that has been covered up by Mahomes. And it, it, you look across his roster, and you can't be confident with your running back situation. I mean, he's got guys that – I mean – Joshua Kelly is your number two. You have Gurley on your bench. You've got Devontae Freeman and then Le'Veon Bell when he comes back. You, I mean, you have he's riding Mahomes. Mahomes is really covering up a really bad team. Wide receiver, he's he's pretty he's pretty deep and, and he's fine. But yeah, it's that man. He's running backs, and that's probably why he's doing trades, trying to get people to trade him running backs because he I, I think he knows. That- I think he knows where he um, where he's short. Yeah, that's the thing about Eric is that that's the one thing I'll say about Eric. He's going to make a move. Like he he's not going to sit on his hands. He's going to make a move. He's going to make a trade. He's going to figure something out and, and and get it right. So that's where that's kind of where uh, that's kind of plays into my prediction of him being there at the end because I think the team that we see now is not going to be the team we see three or four weeks from now. There's a move there, a major move. He always does it, whether it be a trade of picks, a trade of players, uh, you know, dropping somebody, picking somebody up, that that works out. Eric's going to figure it out, and he'll be he'll be in the hunt at the end. One more thing before we finish this up. The be- one of the best things that could have happened to Allen Robinson was Nick Foles. And I was not high on Robinson oh, yeah. after – Watching the first couple of games with Trubisky, I was really regretting my Robinson pick. He was my first pick, and I was just just so mad. It's like, how can this guy be my first pick and just be total garbage? And then as soon as um, Trubisky goes out, Foles comes in, and Allen Robinson's numbers just started taking off. So I feel way better about Robinson in my lineup now that Foles is a starter as I did the first couple of weeks. The so. entire team for the Bears – the energy when Foles got in there, I mean, it was it was a completely different team. I was watching a, I was watching Red Zone at the time, and they kind of cut in, and they cut into uh, to whatever game we were watching to show us that Foles went in, and you could just, I mean, you could just see it was completely different. And man, the Falcons are just a mess. I mean, I can't believe that it happened to him again, and and yeah, so I I agree with you. Allen Robinson now has Nick Foles thrown to him. I think that's going to be good. I mean, as if. Your team needs any more, uh, you know, pats on the back. Uh, we get it. I, you know, I, I, you, you have a good team. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> so when you look at the standings between the two of us on picks, this past week was a wash. I still have a two a two game lead on our picks. All right, standings for the end of week three. Big D's nuts at the top of the league. Finally, back up to the top. Where I where I belong. Yeah, back. Number one. Anyway. 
Okay. All right. All right. All right. 412 points, number one. Number two, Chris, 2 and 1 at 404. Uh, number three, Derek is at 2 and 1 with 365. I am 2 and 1 with 326. Chuck, 2 and 1 with 316. Aaron, 2 and 1 with 303. So six teams at 2 and 1. Uh, kind of a kind of a log jam up there, but I'm sure that'll straighten itself out. Um, 1 and 2. Eric with 327. That's not a whole lot of points, man. I, Eric has 327 at one and two. I have 326 at two and one. Uh, you know that's that's not a whole lot of points to be that in that two and one, one and two range. It, those th- that usually seems like you got lucky. You played you played the right opponent one week. You know, and I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not afraid to say, you know, my team is not that great, but still at two and one. I'm in the hunt, and, I, and if I make a move or two, I'll be all right. Eric at one and two with 327. Mike at one and two with 286. Ryan at one and two with 285, and Zane Oof. 0 and three, 248. That uh, it's it's over. It's it's over for Zane. A hundred I mean, and nearly a hundred and was it 160 point difference between him and me as far as points scored. That's a that's a, a whole week. I mean that's Poor. that's a lot of points, man. It's he he. Oh my gosh, I would not. I'd be sick. It's bad to have two hundred fifty points out of three weeks. It is not great. That's averaging eighty two points a week. That's that means every player For, on your team is scoring. We have eight people on our roster. That's ten points a person per nine. Week. Nine people on the roster, right? Um. Oh gosh, that's even worse. One, three, six. Yeah. Yeah, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, that's six, and then tight end, defense, kicker, so nine. That means every nine, person nine on your points. roster, including quarterbacks, are averaging nine points. Oh, gosh. That's oh, that's awful. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, that's really not good, especially oh. when you consider quarterbacks. If you score 20 points, that's a bad week. So, Where did um, Zane pick in this draft? Do you remember? I don't. I think he was pretty high because I don't think he did that well last year either. I have it. Zane picked number two. And who was that pick? Do you remember? <laughs> I can get that for you. DJ Moore, maybe? Gosh, that'd be hilarious. He picked DJ Moore. <laughs> and that, my friend, <laughs> is why you're 0-3. That's, that's, yeah, that's how you... That's how you Finish the first three weeks at zero and three, and are pretty much mathematically eliminated. From the people the that went after DJ Moore were Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Kenyon Drake, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Carson. Chris Carson went after him, and then pretty much everybody. Did he really pick DJ Moore? That has to be a mistake. No, it's not a mistake. It's reality. I don't. That can't be right. Who was the first pick? It was Derek, and he picked Joe Mixon. I'm just refusing to believe that. That's oh I typed these God. in as they came in. Oh my goodness! I can't. E- and wow. you want to talk about Ryan Dice? Just with Josh, with Josh Jacobs on the board. I, I just. I mean, at least, oh. at least Ryan Dice picked a running back, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he had no clue he was going to be as good as he is. That was a lucky one but yeah i mean that's right that's correct. chris carson was available wow 
that's just that's just bad. Uh, that's just bad. That's bad, really bad. bad. That's that's really bad. I mean, like, I was looking at his team trying to figure out who he could have picked, and I said DJ Moore as a joke. Like, because there's, like, that was, like, the best possible player. Yeah, I was like, well, it has to like, be there's DJ, no way. DJ Moore. There's no way he would have picked Yeah, it. but, I mean, there's no way that's true. Wow. All right. That's, uh, let's move on. That's, <laughs> man, that's bad. <laughs> It's time for the UFFL Picks of the Week. Alright, so next week's picks. We are in week four. We will start with Aaron and Chuck, two and one. Both two and one teams. Aaron is $100 donations. Chuck at low expectations. Chuck a four and a half point favorite. In this game, uh, I am looking at Matt Ryan at the top of Chuck's uh, team, and I cannot, in good faith, uh, pick Chuck in this game. I will be going with Aaron. Uh, Kyler Murray and Ezekiel Elliott, I really like. The rest of Aaron's team is kind of suspect, but uh, Kyler Murray and Zeke is enough for me to pick Aaron. Aaron's got good running backs. He's getting... Ezekiel Elliott is going to just go off. Chris Carson, though, is somebody you need to watch out for. He's He did hurt his leg. Was it that bad tackle, controversial tackle out of bounds? So he he may be questionable for the – he's listed as questionable, so he may not he may not suit up. You know, looking at looking at that piece, at is Kyler Murray and Ezekiel Elliott enough to beat to beat Chuck's team? You know, I don't I don't I don't think it will. I think that I think that Chuck's going to win this game just clearly because it, if Chris Carson was not questionable, I would definitely pick Aaron, but I I am going to go with Chuck this for for this week. Yeah, Chuck has a good team. Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders at running back. That's solid. That's two very solid starts. Uh DK Metcalf is clearly his best receiver after that. Um he starts McLaurin from the Washington football team and Hollywood Brown. Uh Travis Kelsey at tight end. That's a no-brainer, uh, you know, top-tier tight end start right there. So, yeah, I mean, this team's good. I think this is a pretty even matchup. Four and a half points is not that big of a difference, but uh, I'm going to go with Aaron. So we'll differ on the first yep. game of the week, which uh, yep. it's not bad. No, not bad it's at all. It's not bad. Maybe we can shake shake some things up and, and see what happens in the standings. Next game, we'll talk about Mike against Ugh. Ryan. Man, I think I'm going to pick Ryan in this game. I think he's going to ride. I think he's going to ride some momentum. I didn't jump in the boat with you whenever you said you would never pick him all year long but you know he won last week uh, starting Gardner Minshew I don't think he's going to do that again looks like he has Joe Burrow in there that could change um, before the podcast drops but as of right now it looks like uh, Mike is a one point favorite um, and I, I'm going to go I'm going to go with, with Ryan you know I like he has Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor that's two strong running backs um, I, I like teams with two good running backs, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Ryan to win this yeah, game. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Mike. It, he's gonna drop <laughs> Minshew and pick up I don't know Ryan Fitzgerald or something to be his starting quarterback this week over everybody. He's gonna make some stupid pick, pick up and start him, and he's gonna lose. He's gonna lose every game this year. Well, he, I know he's lost two and won one. Last week was a fluke. I'm I'm picking Mike. There's there's no way I'm ever gonna pick Ryan. Shout out to Ryan's brother Casey. Who uh, who listens every week? Casey is a uh, is one of our one of our true fans and listeners. So shout maybe out maybe Casey can take over Ryan's team and 
actually do something with it. Well, the thing about it is I offered Casey the team four years ago when Ryan joined, and he said no. And now he wants in the league because we have a podcast. He, he's, he just wants to be in the league for the clout. But he had an opportunity to be in this league, and he said no. So I don't feel sorry for him not having a team. Bring him, bring him on as a guest, and let him. Let's see what he has to say about his brother and his brother's drafting techniques, or his just his thought process of he. He did ask me to be a guest. I uh, I was hoping to get somebody who's actually in the league as a guest, but since none of those people want to be on the podcast, maybe we can get Casey. I'll uh, I'll see if he's available, and maybe we can do that. Hopefully, he's more entertaining than his brother. He, he is. Yeah, I, I can confirm that to be true. He is. Uh, now he's not that entertaining, but way more entertaining than Ryan. Uh, moving on to the next one, Chris against Zane. I don't think much needs to be said. We've already trashed Zane's team yeah. enough. Uh, Zane now moves into the automatic pick against uh, file with Ryan for you. I'm sure for me, uh, I'm the same. I am going to pick Chris. I, I like Chris's team. You know, I really like Russell Wilson. I, I have for years, and uh, and I think that's enough. Josh Jacobs, in my opinion, is going to uh, blow up and be a top five running back going into next year. So I, I like I like what his team has. And, and I really, I think Chris is the third best team in the league. I think you and Derek are the top two, and I think Chris's team is, is solid at number three. So uh, I'm going to pick Chris over Zane. A 16-point favorite, by the way. The uh, the biggest uh, margin of, of victory prediction in the league uh chris overseen so i think i'm gonna pick chris yeah this is becoming very simple it's basically we're only picking three games because any any time that zane's playing it's gonna be a loss for him and whoever's playing is a win and then same thing with ryan for me so this picks are pretty easy picks are getting easy as the season goes on one was a guarantee now i'm pretty much have two guarantees so we're really only picking three games a week this is getting this is getting pretty easy can you believe with the second pick in the draft, Zane picked DJ Moore? God, DJ That's unbelievable. Moore. I mean, keep in mind, keep in mind, this is a keeper league, so the first three rounds are pretty much all players that have been kept. But even still, I, I, I don't, I can't. But I, even then, that's you should still be able to find players that are building blocks or potential keepers. I mean, your your first round of of the league, the fourth round, is a potential keeper. For the next year, should be it should be. I mean, it's one of those people you pick a player that you could potentially keep, and Josh Jacobs is on the board, and Clyde Edwards is there, and gosh, Chris Carson's there, and you go with DJ Moore. I want to know what fantasy football cheat sheet he was working off of because that is just bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't imagine that that was the right pick. I can't imagine there was a. There was an algorithm that you could have inputted that would have spit out DJ Moore being the right selection imagine? there. I, I don't know. It's... Can you imagine ever since you announced that keepers are – here are keepers. So you now you can mark people <laughs> off of your draft board. Can you imagine the thought process and leading up to the draft, all right, I have the second pick, and have you have everybody else available, and you're like – and you know, and that's the number one player on your draft board. Can you imagine that? That is just wow. That is, I mean, D, DJ Moore at the top of your draft board. That's that is the guy he had to have. That's not going to get and, it done. And especially when Joe Mixon goes number one, you're like, holy wow, Joe Mixon went one. Like I, Josh Jacobs fell into my lap. Chris Carson fell into my lap, or Clyde Edwards-Helaire falls into my lap. 
No, he said, oh, wow, DJ Moore fell into my lap. That's good for him. Thank God. Thank God, Derek DJ Moore didn't go number one overall to Derek. I can pick him at number two. That's what he, that was his thought process. He was excited. His head would have exploded. His head would have exploded if DJ Moore went number one. His whole draft, his whole draft would have just been shit after that. <laughs> can you imagine? Wow. Moving on, moving on. We'll go to my game because uh, your game is game of the week again. So we'll we'll do your game uh, last. My game is. Against Eric, it's me versus Eric. I am an 11-point favorite over Eric's team. And uh, I. the one thing that I don't like is the fact that uh, I have all the Chiefs on my team. I have Edward Solaire and Tyreek Hill. His quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, so I'm not a big fan of that. Um, however, I do love my team. Like, I really like them. I know you don't put a lot of stock in the projections, but right now Patrick Mahomes projected 26 uh, Josh Allen projected 27.7. I mean, that's Josh Allen projecting more points than Patrick Mahomes. That's where Josh Allen is right now, man. He's on that He's on that, that top of the list of starting guys. When you're talking about guys that are must-starts in the league right now, it's Josh Allen. And I got Aaron Rodgers on my bench who's having a great year, and I can't start him. It's unbelievable. That's why I hate backup quarterbacks. I never carry a backup quarterback i always just on my bye week i pick up somebody from the free agency pool that is the the tactic that i've always used and this year i have a backup quarterback and i can't find a reason to start him and i want to start him and it just doesn't make any sense well rumor is ryan dice is looking for a quarterback because he's got three on his team so i mean he could potentially want a fourth you may want to hit him up he he, let me hit him up hit him up I'll hit him up. I'm I'm going to pick my team to win the game. I am going to pick Nick's team, the Reservoir Dogs, to win as well. All right, game of the week is, uh, in my opinion, the top two teams in the league. It is you against Derek, um, a 114 to 111 projection, pro- projection that puts you as a 2.7 point favorite. This one is a toss-up. I'm going to let you pick first because I know good, who you're going to pick. I as you're picking and as you're telling me why you're picking your team, I'm actually going to look at the at the game a little bit and analyze it. I'm not going to listen to anything you say, and you can just talk and say whatever you want. I'm not going to listen to a word you say. Just so just just fill some time here, and I'm going to actually analyze this this game, and I'm gonna pick a winner. So, looking from the top to bottom, I'll start with my quarterback. Lamar Jackson had an awful game on Monday Night Football, and I look for a big bounce back game from him especially against the Washington football team Aaron Jones is going to have a great game I feel against Atlanta James Robinson against Cincinnati Allen Robinson against Indianapolis man I I like Foles in this matchup there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored Calvin Ridley against Green Bay that's just going to that's going to be a game where Atlanta's going to have to throw the ball I like my matchups and um, look across the board it's going to be a tough game. The only question is Michael Thomas to me, you know, is Michael Thomas going to be the Michael Thomas from 2019 or is he going to be the Michael Thomas from, from game one? So I, I don't know. I, this is going to be a, a very close game. I'm, I'm going to pick myself to win this week. Like I am going to be picking myself to win every week. I don't ever seeing the team that I drafted. Just it, it's a complete team from top to bottom, a complete team. I'm pretty confident. I will pick myself this week. 
Um, so I am going to also pick your team, and uh, and and I'm picking them because of the Monday night game. I like, I just like having Monday night guys, and you have two major players on Monday night, Aaron Jones and Calvin Ridley, playing against each other. Having a guy on both teams on Monday night, man, that's like, that's like a wet dream. That's like, that's exactly what I want. I want two big time players from both teams playing on Monday night. That's what I love, and that's what you have. So that is why I'm going to pick your team. I do think it's very even. I think if Derek wins, it wouldn't be a shock or a surprise. Right. But I, uh, I'm going to pick your team. I, I agree with what you said about Michael Thomas. That's that's the factor, man. If Michael Thomas comes in and 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 and, and plays well and does what we know that he can do, you know, I think it gives Derek a better chance. If he doesn't, or if he doesn't play at all, or if he plays and he's not all the way healed i mean they were talking about six weeks it's only been three i mean how how healthy is he gonna be so i i like i like Derek's team again like i said i think he's one of the top two teams in the league these these are the top two teams in the league right now and uh, i'm just gonna pick your team i think i think uh i think your team is just a little bit better um I think we need to talk about uh, Stefan Diggs for a minute because I, i'm i'm really interested in in him and i uh there might be we might be a uh there might be a trade that we could talk about. Yeah, we can definitely um, there, there's a couple of players that you and I um have that we want. So that may so be can somebody we talk, that can we do a trade can we do a trade on the podcast? Like can can we negotiate no, because a trade? My, no, because my idea is not something I want broadcast. It's a little different, something that I think no one's ever really done before. But we could I mean, we can discuss, you know, I'm I would love to have, I mean, my like I said, my team is strong, but I would like to add kind of a more high-powered wide receiver to my lineup. Because, um, I mean, I'm not too strong when it comes to depth, a wide receiver. If Debo Samuel can come back, then I'm, I'm fine. But I also have a running back on the same team, which is not always the best to have the quarterback. I mean, have a... a to have a, a a running back and a and a wide receiver on the same team, so I'm not really high on that. So I could definitely use some depth at the wide receiver position, and sacrificing digs and maybe a pick, maybe some maybe something in our in the future. Between yeah, I teams. wonder what high powered uh, offensive wide receiver you might be talking about for my team. I'm not gonna mention any names, but I think it might rhyme with Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm just I, I I'm I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm just. A it's not Taysom Hill. It's Tyree. I, I know you're not going to name any names or anything, but uh, I'm kind of thinking, you know, high-powered offense, high-powered receiver. I, I know it's not Tyreek Hill, but it rhymes with Tyreek Hill. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll try to make it happen, and and maybe by next week we'll be talking about a trade. You you had talked about wet dreams earlier, and you know what's another wet dream is DJ Moore being number two on the available on the. On draft day, it's just not good, man. It's just that's just really bad. That's that's something that's not unbecoming a, of this league. This is not a DJ Moore podcast. By it's becoming one though. It's becoming one. And now it's time for deep thoughts with Nick Fontenot. I'm thinking that. We should probably transition into a Saints podcast. Maybe not, maybe not immediately, 
But I just have so many thoughts on the Saints. And I, I try to suppress them when we're talking about the league and talking to this podcast. But I just, they're just playing bad. Like, it's just, it's not, they're not doing what they should be doing. They're not practicing. It seems like they don't have a game plan. It seems like Sean Payton is in his first year ever calling plays. It seems like Drew Brees is 51, not 41. It seems like it's just, it's not It's not going well. This season's not going well for the Saints. And, and it seems like every time we talk about a Saints player, within the teams in our league, within the fantasy landscape, I always try to not go in on how bad they were. Like I kind of went in on the Saints defense because they're on my team and I mean they're just abysmal. They can't they cannot stop a pass. I mean Marshawn Lattimore, if he's not playing Mike Evans, he, he I don't I don't know if he's that good. Like I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's Pro Bowl all pro type guy. I mean if you play he he shuts down Mike Evans. Mike Evans has no chance. They only play the Bucks twice a year. So that's only two times that he can play Mike Evans. Everybody else tortures him. So I, you know, I don't know. I just don't know how good he is. I don't know how good the secondary is. Malcolm Jenkins had a better game than he had in week two, but not a great game. Uh, you know, they're, they're not really doing well at rushing the quarterback right now. Cam Jordan, he's doing well against the run, but I mean, I, we're not really hearing his name all that much. And the offense, man, I mean, Kamara looks good, but he's not like. He's not as good as his numbers show, and he's not. I mean, he's not this guy that's just. I don't know. I just. I'm just very disappointed. This is not. This season is not going like I thought it was going to go, and 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 I, I need. I need to be able to talk about it more, and and it's like I only get this little like one little segment where I talk about the Saints, and I don't always. I don't always want to talk about the Saints during this little deep thought segment. Like I have some deeper thoughts about other stuff but right now the saints are just dominating my thoughts and it's all i think about and i I, it's bad they're just bad they're eight and eight it's an eight and eight team if they don't if they don't get better i think they can get better but if they don't they're an eight and eight team eight and eight seven and nine that's 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 what we saw the last two weeks what we saw against the raiders and against the packers is an eight and eight football team that's just they're gonna win some they're gonna lose some and they're gonna finish eight and eight is Sean Payton doing this on purpose? Is this the potentially tank for Trevor Lawrence that we're seeing here? There's no way. I mean, it's just I've heard I've heard some tank for Trevor stuff. There's just no way. And a lot of people were saying, well, if you know if if Drew Brees plays bad in the next couple games, then bench him and we can tank for Trevor. Like, no, don't bench him, play him. Like if we play him, that gives us a better chance to tank for Trevor than benching him. He's not good. So why would you bench your worst player and put in a better player if you're trying to tank? Just leave Breeze in. He's not playing well. Breeze is not playing well right now. He, he he's, he, he's not confident throwing the ball. There's multiple times where he had receivers down the field, and he's just not pulling the trigger. He, he He's not feeling confident right now, and, and he, we don't have a receiver to get open. I mean, I think it was the middle of the third quarter – Last uh, Monday night or, or was a Sunday night against the Packers before we had a receiver catch a ball like all of the passes were to Kamara and to tight ends a, re- a wide receiver hadn't called the ball until the third quarter like that's insane and Emmanuel Sanders is is freaking nowhere to be found Traquan Smith is just <sighs> it's bad it's bad I just and I just I just want him to be good you you alluded to to um, 
Marshawn Lattimore being not that great. And I would, you know, before the, on during the game when they announce the players and they show, you know, who's your offensive line and they show, or they show your defensive line, your linebacker, and they show your, your secondary and they showed the pro football focus ranking. They showed Marshawn Lattimore as the 23rd best cornerback in the league. And that surprised me. I, I, I would expected him to be better than the 23rd. I mean, Janoris Jenkins ranked higher than yeah. him. And I, and I think that is just because he had a pick six. I mean, he's, he's, he is basically Eli Apple 2.0 right now. I, I am not, I'm not confident with, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. I am. I share your deep thoughts. The offensive philosophy right now seems to be throw the ball to Kamara and make him do something. And sometimes he's going to do something, and sometimes he's going to get stopped. And when you get stopped, the four yard, it, it's a four-yard it, loss. It, it's a four-yard loss. And I'm done with this, you know, if it's third and five, we throw the ball four yards. Or if no. it's third and six, we throw the ball six yards. Like, the hit the sticks like throw the ball beyond the sticks if it's third and five run an eight yard route if it's third and four run a six yard route like this just seems to be to me to be so simple and this is not a new thing they've done this for years where they they want to make something happen or drew wants to dump it off and, and hope the guy can run no just if it's third and five run five yards why are we why are we running a four yard route and why are you throwing the ball to the guy who ran the four yard route like we need five yards you have to throw the ball past five yards. Like I just, I don't understand that philosophy, and I don't know why we do it all the time, and I don't know why Sean Payton hates timeouts, and I, I just, I, the the whole shit is just, it's, it's just, it's really bad. I, I need, I need them to if they if they don't if they don't beat Detroit, if they don't beat Detroit, like just tank for Trevor, like just tank for Trevor, like you gotta beat Detroit. You ha- you you just have to beat Detroit. You cannot lose to the Detroit Lions. You just can't. I agree. Anyway, that's it. That's it for this week. UFFL Podcast. Maybe next week we'll be talking about our blockbuster trade. Maybe so. You've been listening to UFFL, the podcast. Now available on Apple and Spotify. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UFFL Podcast.